SDC, Amsterdam. Hey Steve, I just realized something. Should I have regretted letting you start this podcast? I can, I can see it. Yes. What have you just realized, Marie? I've just realized. So we've been hosting this for, I don't know, a gazillion episodes. Yes. But for the past few days, we've had so much fun, and I know why. Why have we had so much fun, he says, regretting asking this question? Because we're having amazing co-pilots every day. Oh, <laughs> see, what see what I did? Every see what I did? Day. I brought I in saw the that, co-pilot. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, that was better than my link yesterday. That was a good link. <laughs> so, so what are co-pilots? Yes. So we've got the amazing Cass. Cass. No. Corby Cass. Cass. That's As me a, again. Yeah. Ambassador extraordinaire. So then are you a Cass pilot? <laughs> For Cass pilot. Or uh, did Gas I just light. like... Go take it too far no. and no, okay. No. So and then like we that. also have Cass like the pilot. jazz pilot. And <laughs> <laughs> jazz pilot. Oh, man, you oh, are on boy. form. All right. You're on I a roll, man. Actually, like, you know, being called co pilot at this moment is like getting an award. Like, you're so amazing. Like, everybody wants you, no? Yeah, like, you can't do anything wrong. It's <laughs> all fantastic. Yeah. Who, were we, who were we talking to that said, there are no co-pilots here, only captains. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> you, you. You've been recorded on the podcast, so that's You're fine. Good. That was one hell of a sneeze. I know, it was pretty incredible, actually. <laughs> <laughs> was it as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> it's the nearest thing to an orgasm, apparently, without actually having an orgasm, is the is a sneeze to what it does to your body. I get it. That's why he's involved. grinning. I get it, yes. Anyway, I, I thought this was a technical podcast, but this is going. Who uh, said that? <laughs> Do you never listen to us? No, nah, that's my. I think that was my fault. You should have done oh, some homework. Me. If you really <laughs> want to know, well, I do know him, so I should have guessed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we on the very first one we talked about here, we referred one of our favorite episodes when we talked about Golden Cock. All right, which was a whiskey that we was tasting at the time. I think so I remember I've seen it somewhere, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I remember. Good. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, well. so no, I think Co-Pilots was a great intro. I, I kind of suggested that we should talk about it because we've been avoiding it for the whole of the, the episode, but we know that there's a lot of work to do for people to get ready for Co-Pilot. And we also know there's all the political shit around how many licenses you buy, but we also know why uh, Microsoft are going down that line. So maybe we can kind of get practical about co-pilot all right and and some of the things that we're hearing maybe chat about them like yes. you know having to choose the people carefully that's going to get those 30 euro licenses yeah the, some of the issues around the governance uh, and yeah. around the current status of your security that kind of shit so yeah. if anybody wants to start off with a co-pilot question who wants to go with well, a co-pilot question not, not so much of a Actually, question maybe as a hold comment it, hold it hold it because i did what I, I did i made a big big error Jasper, introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so not always, uh, Yeah, so my, <laughs> I, I forgot about it too, actually. I was already getting, diving into the action. No, so my name is uh, Jasper Oosterveld. Uh, I live in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I work as a Microsoft consultant for a company called Inspark, and I'm also Microsoft MVP, and I basically support customers implementing Microsoft Teams, SharePoint, OneDrive, and with a focus on governance, uh, data security, and uh, also uh, user adoption. Uh, but mainly governance and data security. You've yeah. been doing quite some compliance work as well. Lately, yeah, for the last so. couple of years, yeah. I've been going more into that direction. So that's uh, that's been a fun transition because uh, it, it 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 already connected with what I was doing anyway. It wasn't something completely new. It was basically for me a next step. 
Yeah, so I did a lot of, I did first, I started with SharePoint a long time ago. And then I we've moved. We've been there. Yeah, we've been there, we've all been there. It's not going anywhere, by the way. It's just every time it comes apparently, back. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, even email is going to make a comeback. That's what it looked like to me. But we can talk about it later. But no, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. No, so I, start, I did some governance stuff. And then, yeah, if you talk about governance, you also talk about security. So that's where the whole information protection and purview stuff came to, yeah, came in my, uh, I said it, came on my road. And yeah, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, mm. it's good. So maybe before we jump into anything, um, you had your session, right? Um, can you yeah. tell us a bit more about the title and how did that go and just like an impression from yeah. your session? Yeah, so I did my How much was Copilot? No, nothing, I, I had okay, zero okay. Copilot. I actually could have done it because there's also a security Copilot <laughs> that has some uh, purview integration, but to be nah. fair, I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to pretend uh, I'm an expert in that field yet. But um, no, I was talking about how you can protect um, your data stored in Teams uh, by using Microsoft information protection and data loss prevention. And I, I don't only focus on the technology, but also more the process part. Mm -hmm. So why is it important? Uh, what are the risks of not doing anything? Uh, some other uh, stuff related to Teams, like here your data scattered. Uh, so, uh, so I try to not make it too technical and really approach demos from a business scenario point of view. I think that resonates well with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do that too. In a in a way, I think that um, you know technical sessions are great, but sometimes you have to yeah. take a bit more of the processes in business. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I also think that this uh, conference has a nice mix of yeah. very technical people, but also a lot of business people that just want to learn how to tell the story in their organization. And I think there's always a lot of value in hearing other people explain how they explain the story yeah. and yeah. then take that back as a as a learning point yeah there's always a good mix of people mm -hmm. here yeah for sure yeah and then the, but the the, the trip what's the trap we can fall into is that we want to make it too technical and then maybe you lose some people i so never I, have that problem no no, <laughs> no. 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 Was saying fair, the same i'm not thing. mega technical either but no. yeah she was saying about being able to tell technical storytelling is what she teaches people in Microsoft yes. to do, and it is very, very important, yeah. it is true. Because yeah, it's the story that's It's about that finding a balance. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's understanding your audience too, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's one of those key attributes. Yeah. So, now we get on to Copilot, no? Yes. Well, Yo. compliance is yes. key, isn't it, for Copilot? It's one of those things that everybody's trying to say, get in there, because it's gonna start using those as filters, so security labels. Um, um, the information barriers, that kind of stuff at the high end, mm -hmm. but at the low end, just being able to identify what your information is, so you can decide who can actually see the results of it um, in Copilot, which I'm gonna rename as Super Search, I think. Super Search? Super, well, Super Search needed the same kind of security and compliance in, but everybody kind of ignored it. Have you ever read, there is a book called Super Worm, it sounds like that. No. I no. never read super books. Worm. Yeah, super worm. It's super strong. Super worm is That's, something. That looks. Something. That sounds like the disease I had a few years ago. Like, <laughs> yo, you had a super worm. Is that the no, one that never went away? Not a regular away. one. But <laughs> that's a, that's actually on my Tinder bio. Super worm. Like last weekend, we were at the call up day. No, what was the? It was call Lisbon, up days Lisbon, yes. Lisbon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were also like. You were passing a I shop. Showing you my superworm? No, no, oh no, no. <laughs> no <laughs> but we were passing a shop with some name. I don't remember the name of the shop, but he was like, "Oh, that sounds like a disease I had or something." Like, yes. Why do you keep talking about like diseases? I don't know. <laughs> this is just worrying. <laughs> it's worrying. Well, 
It's kind of hey, a leap from okay, uh, co-pilot my introduction into yes. co-pilot there, guys. I I'm, I'm going to do everything so we, we to avoid the topic. <laughs> well, we, we started with Goldcock no. and now we're going into Superworm. No. In all seriousness. Um, oh, don't do that. Get serious. That's Go that's on then. We'll sometimes. let you be serious. One of us so has I'm to be. I'm curious, what is your perspective? Because from my perspective, at Coreview, I feel like, yes, of course, you know, there are there is talks about Copilot, but a lot of customers or prospects that we are talking to are actually cautious and are first talking about the Copilot readiness and like getting prepared in a in a more strategic way to implement that. And I appreciate that. So I don't know if you. See the same trend, Jasper, or like what could yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's it's like we get some requests from customers, but it's not like they're like immediately jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. I think right. may, also because it's it's really expensive. Like let's not forget that. Yes. I think it's like thirty dollars. Yes, for like so at least three hundred seats. Absolutely, yeah. I get a lot of questions from my customers yeah. as well. Like, oh, we're a twenty people company, <laughs> and I think maybe Copilot could help us out, and we're ready to pay thirty euros per person per month. Yeah, sorry, but you have to buy 300 of them. Mm. So that's 110K or something that you need to shell out. Oh, that's more money than we like have as revenue. So yeah, on top of the existing license exactly. as well, yeah. Um, but also it's, it's terrible for trying it out because before you buy something, you, you kind of want to try it out. You kind of want to play with it yourself to see if you get the value out of it. But if I buy a new phone, I go to the to the shop and I'll, I'll I'll have it in my hands. I'll play with it a little bit before I actually want to buy it. You know that those things are just plastic screens and it doesn't really work on the ones in the shop. They do. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but so there, there's not an option to no, it's try very hard it out. To, yeah. So what will happen is they will see demos, but they don't really get there. And the demos always make it look yeah. nicer than it often is. And True. Yeah. And then so, it's like. So is this our first dear Jeff letter? <laughs> Oh, wow. This is our first Dear Jeff letter from the, from the conference. No, so, Dear Jeff, we want to be able to find a good way of testing Copilot exactly, yeah. for small numbers of users for a small amount of time. I think that will happen eventually, but... Of course, uh, yeah. yes. It's it will now. Jeff's got yes. his letter. He'll yeah. read it, action it immediately, and said, that podcast that I took on, they said they write letters to me, but I never respond. Yeah. But we, we, we're now doing the same thing with all the technology that we roll out. So we're rolling out OneDrive. Well, we're not going to give that to everyone immediately. We're just going to give that to 20 people to test it out. Loop, same thing. We're going to give that to a few people so they can test it, that we can build a good user story. Then we can roll it out to the rest of you. All right. So just to be uh, problematic here and uh, the difficult part of the once. voice for once, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and be, you know, where it's going. What are you sitting there sighing for? <laughs> I can turn you off, you know. I've got the controls here. Okay. Yeah. No, Watch no, no. That you don't uh, so hit it with the elbow and yeah, turn no, it off yeah, completely. My eye so. on it. The one error is not going to happen again, just the once. So if you'd got a license or an ability today to test Copilot, what would be on your list of test requirements? Because maybe part of the problem is we don't really freaking know. All right, so Kirani, Kiri, I forgot. Caruana. Thank you. Caruana was sitting there saying that it's going to require a different way of teaching. It's going to be kind of mentoring kind of role where people develop the kind of phrasing they use and the questions they use. So if you was to write a test sheet for today for Copilot, it would be very difficult to do, I think. I don't think so. All right, I was, what are the first six items on your list then? I was at the Microsoft booth earlier trying to join Con yourself into a for bottle, some yeah. stuff. I had to fill in a little questionnaire about Copilot. 
how I feel about it and how I think it's gonna affect my work. And one of the questions was, if you're an administrator, would you be using Copilot to do this one thing that you've never done before and have that help you? Or would you use it for the things that you do as a daily task? Yeah, the latter, yeah. Or both? Yeah. So I say, oh, both, absolutely. What? So for example, I need to, I don't know, create a SharePoint team, color team. Okay, I want, I want Copilot to help me because I've, well, I've done that before, but I mean, no, but I think that's what they also it, push so. it towards, like to, to make uh, repetitive, repetitive tasks easier for you. And like, yes. this, it's all about save, yeah, it's all about productivity, but it's hard to pinpoint, like, well, how are you more productive? Like, I don't, it's hard to put a number on that. But, but I think there, that's, but you really need to find a business case. Like if, because I've, I've had it now for like two, three weeks, and it's, it's fun to play around with, but like, if you don't really have a good business case, then it's like, it just turns into another toy. Like, but that's what you would want to do with the POC is to understand what that business yeah. case is. Yeah. So I'm afraid you're wrong. Administration use of it, there's scripts and PowerShell that can do the administrative work. The real value in this has got to be at the end users, otherwise it's a waste yeah. of time. Admittedly, there's some values in offshoots and all that, but, but it's in the terms same of testing it in the business. People. So my question then, you said you would be able to write the, the script, the test script. So what is your top six items you would test from an end user with PowerShell? Sorry, with Copilot. It's right, the windmill of hands here put me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm got just wondering. people running around and all uh, I know, it's, all, it's chaos. They're giving away the Lego kits. Uh, 721 okay, Lego see, I'm out of here. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why? No, 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 I'm, no, I'm not trying to put you on the no, spot. No, no, I think no, it's difficult. It's, it is about asking business people, what are the things that you're doing today that take up a lot of time? Yeah, I think uh, that's, well, that's a good start, yeah. But also, what are things that you need to do once every quarter? I don't know, send in your expense, whatever. So, I am right then. You cannot create a test script to test Copilot today. Because it's gonna be different for every user. So that's my point. Okay. So even yeah, if that's we, could, we start, at the, we have to start trying to find it out. Yeah, like yeah. Where are the so most, if, if yeah. we had test Copilot licenses, how would you perform a POC to confirm whether or not it's going to add value to your organization? I think it's too early. So the logic with these 300 licenses means you need large numbers of people to be able to get that data together. But that's the same thing with any other technology. No, it's not. Yes, it Most is. other technologies are precisely there to deliver something. I get it. So if you do a POC around email, you send an email, you receive an email, you know it works. You sort the I emails, yeah. you want to find the emails. Yeah. I could give you a list of 12 things to test in an email. But if you want to build an intranet, for example, you, you there the are a number thing. of things that you want to do, that you want to learn. Yeah, right. So you're proving my point again. So how do you test Copilot today? We can't. So I'm trying well, you to don't, Yeah, you, you don't, it's hard to get past the standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said super search in the beginning, I think it was related to something else, but it's a little bit of a super search too. Like I, I can ask it questions, you know, what is included in this license and I get an answer, you know, it's nice. But like, yeah, you do really have to sit down with people and tell me what are your daily tasks and then see how the tool fits in. But I don't really have like a, like a piece of paper, like here's your test script, that's, I don't. No, I, I think I, that's I part of the I think the other thing is that, um, Organizations should have a list of processes that they use every day to be yeah. operational, but how many of them actually keep them updated and everything else? So even if you started there and said, hey look, these are our company processes that we have to do, 
So uh, then we can make an assessment of where Copilot works there. Maybe that's the way forward. But if you're going to go and blow what is effectively, as you say, 110,000, if that's the right figure, a month, you kind of need to go to your boss and say, hey, this million a year that I'm about to spend, we're going to use it to summarize all these emails, and we're going to use it to do this, and we're going to use it to do that. They are not going to pay you back a million euros a year. And then, and then you also, like, uh, this is not a popular topic, but there's a lot of talk about, am I going to lose my job? And like, people may pretend that's not going to happen, but it is going to happen. Like. I'm sorry, eventually, yes. especially if, if you want to get back your 100k a year, but, but no this more is going to be it a person's salary for a year, probably. But no more no, than it does yeah. now. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. as an organization we're in at the moment, we're trying to go from red to black. It's part of a takeover organization, and we've lost a, a 10, 15, 20% of our users through efficiency. So it's not new. No, it's, not, it's not a new, new trend, concept, of, course, but of course it's not. And those exactly. 110 it's, people are not suddenly dying of no food. They've gone and moved on to something new. So yeah. it's the way of the world. So it's, I'm not panicking about that. It's the same thing with that. the hoofsmiths the ho- with the horses. And then the cars came and then the hoofsmiths all got out of business. No, that's true. When that's AI hit in the medieval times and those carts and lorries. What are you? You are tired no, today, aren't you? No, it's the Mesopotamian age when the aliens visited. That's right, yes, and those okay. wheels became round. I yes. get it. <laughs> but but it's true. I think it constantly happens. But you are right. Yeah, what we're paying have, yeah. for it is savings. And it's yeah. I think it will. Yeah, it's inevitable. But it's with any technology, it's inevitable. But I don't like the pretense that oh, it's not going to happen. Like that's just not true. But yeah, it's, no, they don't want to talk about it. And I get that because it's how business works. But yeah, but yeah. So those people will go do something else that's more valuable now I hope so. because we yeah. had something that replaces the value that those people bring to the organization their skill set the tasks that they do but those tasks are now automated or whatever so they can now do something better that's true i agree is that cass it sounds like so cass she's, in the that would be yeah. hilarious she's ran away that would be hilarious if she actually something won. else no, no, she's presenting. No, I think ah, she, okay. she's ran away for adding to her 15 minutes of fame, hasn't she? In yes. front of a crowd of people. So she's deserted the podcast just so that she can sit there and do a presentation. Oh, I thought she would want a Lego. That would have been funny, though. No, like, wait, I'm, I'm back. Right, be right back. I need to get my prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a box of Lego yeah. on your arm. Did Look, you I'm enter any raffles? No, no, no. I never really did. No. I'll exactly. leave it up to the attendees. Yeah. All yeah. right. Exactly. So, first thing we agreed then is potentially trying to test. Copilot, yeah. get it right, find its niche in your organization. It's one of the first challenges. Did we just hear your voice? Yeah, we uh, yeah we had a comment while we were on there. Thought, oh, she's run off for a 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> I'm back. You're back. But again, it's an expensive test. It's a hundred k. It's a hundred k test. Yeah, yes. I'm like. No, I just I just uh, I just had to do the raffle of the Lego price and. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did win. No, you didn't. You couldn't. No. Oh, well. Did somebody take it away? Yeah. That's good. We don't have to take it home yeah. then. No, it's a really cool Lego. It's neat, um, neat, neat. All right, so that's our first problem. Even though we know we don't have licenses, actually, we're not sure what we will test. I, I do know some people that are testing it in business processes, and they're only doing what we talked about. They're doing the meetings thing instead of premium. It's because it seems to be better or get with them what they need. They're sim- they're, they are uh, rationalizing email conversations to get the points out of them. They're using it uh, in meeting notes. Yeah, but the meeting notes, that's a good one, yeah. actually. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah. they're all useful, good things, but I think there's also some cleverness around here that says to get the value out of that, 
I need 100,000 people doing yeah. those things. In which case, what we're doing is we're having lots and lots of licenses to do small things rather than a few licenses to do big things. What did I miss, by the way? Lots. <laughs> lots? But you walked away, so... No. You did know. you already talk about the, uh, the readiness no. and like the steps, like, you know, what you need to... No, no? we're we basically talking about testing. how it's hard to come up with a, like a real business case, at the, like like here. Here's a here's a test. Yeah, this is really worth your hundred. You now you now get co-pilot to test. What are the five things that you want to test? Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, that's where we In my organization, came to. Yeah. so like I, whenever I'm doing like a, or I used to do like POVs and stuff like that, and I was going from through the infosec questionnaires and I had information dispersed in like 20 million documents and files about different things, everything from architecture to certification to this and that. And every customer coming up doing a proof of value wants different infosec questionnaire. Sometimes there are like 150 questions and you want to find this information. You know, you know majority of these answers by heart after a few years of working, right? But like still you want to have information quickly found within your environment to that would be a that would be great for I like me that. if I could That's have a good, like so a So basically again though it's still about <coughs> saying I've got all of this large information can yes, you summarize yes, it for me Yes please so find it immediately summarize it put it into that infosec questionnaire that takes me 2 minutes instead of 3 days of my manual work trying to find the right information dispersed everywhere And I think that follows the case that two dozen people in a an 100 person organization will probably find a reason for using it and, yeah. and that's so that's one of the test yeah. requirements but and there's still only those same test requirements so let's let's move on a little bit then and you're you're not gonna I run could away get, now no 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 but i was uh, about to give you like another use case um that was actually mentioned in uh call up days listman as well it was one of the keynotes i think um i, I don't remember the gentleman name i'm sorry but there was um uh, it, it was an example of a of a like a first line support um, and the recording of a phone call. Uh, do oh, do yes. you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I know no, what no, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's the same kind of scenario that you just yeah. did with documents, though. It's about summarizing data and pulling stuff out and then actioning it. But that's difficult to justify a million euro investment on. No, I don't. I, I disagree. No, no, it is. It absolutely is for most size organizations. Yeah, but let's but let's let's move on because we get it. There are some examples we can use it. We accept that. Not a problem at all. Right, but let's also touch upon how we train people then to use it, because it is going to be a completely different way of getting that information out. So if you looked at all that information with the Power BI thing, you'd write the script, click some buttons, and you'd do it logically. But Copilot is going to require a completely different interface. How are you going to be able to get people up to speed on that? Well, we talked about uh, in a previous podcast here, we yeah. talked about either having the technology being so clever that it will pick up what you want to try to do and do it in the right way, or you need to train all your users to put in the right prompt so that the system does what you want it to do. And I think it, it's going to need a mix of both. So I've been creating uh, podcast episode descriptions for the last few podcasts with ChatGPT, and it's been horrible at Because it. you didn't use a different tool that I was Because you. I probably <laughs> suck at prompt engineering. I'll probably. So I just said, write prompt me engineering. a, yeah. oh, write a, me a podcast description for Microsoft 365 that does this and <laughs> yeah, this, degree. this degree. And it just says, oh, here are five tips how you can write a thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's I don't want five tips, write it for me. 
it's very dependent sometimes how you ask something. That's very true. Exactly, so that yes. if that's the, also the case with Copilot, it's a bit of a challenge for your training people on adoption. It's very true. Because then, it maybe it, it can do what they want, but they just don't know how to, <laughs> how to ask it, so it keeps doing the wrong thing. And yeah. the real problem is there's no precise way of saying it. So if somebody uses a different kind of word in the way they talk to the, to the way somebody else, they're going to get different results. So, um so we use we, we do actually have a core view. We have our own core chat now. So you know, we are not we are a small company in a way, right? We are like you know over a hundred employees. That's not like a m massively big enterprise that you can't. You, it's not re relatable for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But we have our own core chat, and I think that Car what Karana said yesterday is really uh, important. As in, yes, we were trained, but training is just a part of the adoption and the bigger. The biggest impact and influence was when, for example, in marketing department, you know, someone from marketing showed another person from marketing how they use the core chat to generate X, Y, Z. How did they do it? What kind of prompt they um, written? There was one colleague that actually created a list of prompts that are specifically useful for this department for what they are doing, and and you know, so like a people supporting people. So again, I'm gonna. I know you can shout at me. So we're going to have this great AI tool, and then everyone's going to have a cheat sheet of what questions and prompts to use. Oh, you mean like saying? a one-pager? Yeah. I'm, I'm just asking the question. I'm not sure it's the that right or wrong. That we are She's creating for wrong. everything. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, it's, we are still at the beginning of this process. Yeah, in a couple process, years, it'll be completely and, different. We'll, and the models yeah. are going to get better, and they're going to be trained better, and probably we're going to be tweaking these things. So I'm just saying, you know, we started like that yeah. a few months ago, because... No, I get it, I get it. And I, I, re and I, I remember in my Navision days, I had this little piece of cardboard that I could put over my F keys that would say, oh, F5 does this, F6 does that. Yeah. Yeah, and you oh, need yeah, that, you need yeah, that yeah, for yeah, two yeah, weeks. Yeah. And then after and then two you, weeks, exactly. you know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's normal. With every new technology, you need to learn how to use it, and then it will come naturally. Especially if more and more people, it's part of their day-to-day -day jobs. You know, they may look up exactly. stuff from in school or for themselves, and they know what it is, how it can work. I think that will help too. It's but it'll take, it'll take time. We'll take the a couple years. The same thing like yeah. using Google. Yeah, it's the same. I, I, I don't agree. Uh, we'll take a couple. I don't agree. Surely we're not creating in in Copilot something that will give us the same results every time we put the same terms in, because otherwise it's not AI. So Google, you can put the same term in and you can get more or less the same search results until it re-indexes something else. So that's all mechanical and we understand it. But with AI, it's going to take different enunciations. It's going to be able to take the context of the last question compared to the next question. You're going to have to kind of reset stuff. So there's some mechanical steps that people need to use. And then it's going to change as well. So we also have to get on to what I think is the third stage of, of this whole adoption process is the fact that Copilot is not the pilot, is that it is an assistant, you've got to kind of make sure that it's built into your organization to test and check the results. Yes, and then with the Copilot Studio, you can really dial it down and make sure that it does the things that your organization does and handle the business questions that your business wants to do. And that's where the real additional value is. Okay, so where, where is the innovation then when you actually filter it and try and compact it down to give you the information you want it to give you? How do you mean? So we're talking about the fact that you, when you're using this stuff, and we've seen it with ChatGPT. So you ask a question, 
show me how I create a workshop on, you know, changing car tires, all right? And you get this and you say, okay, compact that down into a one hour session and it creates you a one hour session and you look at the points and you look at what it's taken out and you do a comparison or you ask it to do it, whatever, all right? All the cool toy stuff. So what you're saying is that, and what I'm saying is that some, if John asked for something and Simon asked for something, they'll get different results back. Either because of the, what they do and where they're at. But what you're saying is that you can make it so that when John asks the question and Simon asks the question, they get the right results. Uh, people are getting very similar results. I had a talk uh, about that with Seb Matthews in Portugal, and he said, "Well, you need to, because they're they're organizing conferences. They're seeing so many of the same." descriptions passing by that were all generated by ChatGPT. So he said, if you want to have something that is original, you have to do dash original in your prompt to get something truly original. Oh, that's rather cool. So again, something else that you would need to make sure your organization is aware of. I, I honestly think that, and, and I know I've been cynical for three or four days. I'm always cynical, aren't I? All right, I'm always cynical, but I always disbelieve that these things are so easy. And I'm always looking for where the risky items are. And by rolling out something like Copilot into an organization that doesn't really understand the implications of it, and I mean seriously understanding the implications, there's a real risk that somebody will generate something that is complete crap or completely against the policy of the organization without following the steps. And then actually, can I finish sure. first? Let me just finish. No. All right, yeah, carry on then. What was I going to say? I apologize. No, no, no. So you mean that ChatGPT <laughs> kind of kind of can work like people do and do something that's not allowed? Well, uh, I we think also have to like start wrapping up. Uh, no, I know I get yeah, it. I have to go. I, I know I get it. <laughs> but all I'm trying to say is that when we when we, when um, the designer came out with PowerPoint, marketing hated it because it was unable to use the corporate templates and make things in the corporate way, and. We're going to create a product called Copilot that is going to generate stuff based upon everything that's happening in the organization that has to be some kind of official word if it's going to go out the building. And now people are going to hate that because, hey, they're not going to check it or they're not going to make sure it's aligned to the organization. So there is a lot of risk associated with this, which basically means more adoption training and everything else. Adoption training, but also things like, you know, make sure that you, all these things that we are always talking about, like, you know, make sure that everything that sh is should be classified as classified. Yeah, that doesn't change the sensitivity yeah. labels, you know, all these things. You know, yeah. exactly. So I just wanted to yeah. make that point that's because that's that's a good topic for another podcast. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Maybe the podcast that we needed to have I was right, trying, right now I was today. trying to do that like yes. since the beginning. Well, so that's the whole run away. Yeah. readiness, yeah. right? Yeah, you went and did Lego otherwise we didn't have time for that. We can do we can do this again next year and then see where we are then. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. but see how far we've come. I think this is this is uh, this is why, you know, there is a, a great amount of, of of native resources to start with Copilot and like the readiness and their toolkits and whatever, but at the same time, it's impossible to um, offer. I don't know how to say that, but like you know, there are vendors like CoreView, but not CoreView exclusively that are helping you do that huge prep work before you yeah, actually no, I accept that you know and minimize the risk that you no, were I talking agree. about no i i agree we, we we covered that a little bit as well yeah uh, but you're right that is still preparations needs to be in there but we it's where the testing comes from Alrighty, yeah, I know. Everybody's telling yeah, me I'm that sorry, Jasper no, needs I, to go. I, I, I had I'm a good sorry. time. We could do this again. No, but yeah, no, unfortunately, right. I have to leave. <laughs> and, and it is time. We're, we're 32 yeah. minutes in, so we're two no, minutes no. late. Oh, that's fine. All no right, worries. last round then of uh, 
profound comments on AI. So now's your chance. And we're going to get Jasper do it first, you can then walk off. So one profound sentence about AI. I am, I'm cautious, but I'm also curious. Nice, Kaz. <laughs> We're all thinking while you're thinking. I know. <laughs> all right, Moraine. Go for it. Go for it. I like that. Yeah. Clean your shit. Great governance precedes great adoption. So start there before you go into this. <laughs> and on that note, guys, thank you very, nice. very much and goodbye. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Ciao.